Hello, loyal listeners, and welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. We are here with another Energy Charge episode of Buckle Up with Bershawn, your 30-minute take to become inspired, entertained, and empowered. It's time for you to live your best life and celebrate. And what are we celebrating? You. Yes, you. So sit back and enjoy because today we have the most amazing show ever. And it's called Power Women Who Are Powered Through. And I have an amazing guest. I mean, she really makes my heart melt. (laughs) Her name is Stormy Simon. Yes. Yes. I know. I love it. So I wanted to do this show today because Power Women Who Have Powered Through If you don't know me and you don't know my story, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer 20, no, not 20. What am I talking about? 12 years ago. It's 2019 now. It's amazing. Yes. And doctors gave me three months to live. And when you hear three months to live, it changes your life. I never thought I would be here today doing a podcast, talking to someone who's very inspirational because I thought my life was over. I remember to the day the doctor told me to get my affairs in order. And I said, doctor, what can I do? And he said, do you believe in miracles? And I got to tell you, hell yes, I believe in miracles. I'm here today. I'm thriving. I'm 12 years cancer free. Yes. Yes. God is so good. And this hour is brought to you by Roundtable Wellness, a woman-led cannabis company that supplies cannabis products to help heal, support, and empower. And cannabis saved my life. That makes me happy. Yes. My heart right now, my chills, and just be sitting by you and knowing that you're that strong is amazing. Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you. And so this... This podcast is so important to me, and it almost makes me tear because you are such a powerful woman and an inspirational woman that the world needs to know your name. Her name is Stormy Simon. She was born from a blue-collar family in Utah. Mom at- and outside of Chicago. I was born outside of Chicago. Oh, outside the of projects. Chi- uh, yeah, girl, go outside of Chicago, Hammond, in the- Indiana. Oh, I love it. Okay, but you live in Utah now. I do. Okay, good. Yeah. So you're a mom at seventeen and divorced with two kids by twenty-one. That's right. Wow. She she started her career from a temp agency, placing her in what was a short-term assignment in sales at Overstock.com. I mean, short-term temp, right? And let me tell you about this woman. She thrived so much. She became the VP of branding, the senior VP of marketing and branding, the SVP of operations. And then let me tell you, she became the president of Overstock.com. That's huge. Did you hear me? (laughs) President of Overstock.com. That is huge. And under Stormy's leadership, Overstock was named Forbes list of America's 100 most trustworthy company. I mean, this is a woman who was head of a Fortune 500 company. Who started as as a temp. Yes. I mean, you've got to take me on that journey because <laughs> I'm still baffled on that. And I love, like, listeners, listening to Stormy Simon. She's going to kick some gems to you. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, my gosh. The pressure's on. I'm still baffled by it, too. Oh, I'm wow. I'm still baffled. You know, it was one thing to go through it. And then it's one thing to reflect on it. Mm-hmm. And I think in reflection, you give yourself a lot more credit. 
than in your moments. Yes. You know, there, there seems to be something more poignant about the reflection or maybe you're, you know, you live in the moment, but when you reflect on it, you can like do it with a little more wisdom, yes. appreciation for it. And that's how I view my time at Overstock now oh. is a little more appreciation. I can't even believe it. I know, but but take us from, okay, you, you, where were you? You just needed a job at the moment. You went to a temp agency and they placed you at Overstock. Take us through this because the listeners want to know. Well, it was insane. I had just, 9-11 had just happened. Mm-hmm. I'd been living in Vegas for a different startup. I was in event management and 9-11 happened and the city stopped, completely stopped. And I think every American was a little jarred. This was the first attack on our homeland. You yep. know, I come from a very patriotic family. And, you know, I wanted to go home, be with my family, think about what to do with my life. And it was scary. So I packed up my kid and I drove back to Utah and, you know, thought I'd go to school, maybe find something in service to do. And it was Christmas. It was actually, oh my gosh, it was today's an anniversary. Today is the anniversary of the day I started my job at Overstock. What? Yes. Oh my God. What's the December fifth? Shut up. Shut. Oh my God. Yes, See? that's correct. This was meant it's to be eighteen years ago today. Oh wow. I started that job. Uh huh. Mind yeah. blown. That's crazy. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, that's a good sign. You that's guys. right. Uh-huh. We live in the story. Uh-huh. Um. And so I went to a temp agency because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I knew during the holidays I wouldn't find it. Went into a temp agency run by women, and they told me about this job, e-commerce, a dot-commer, as everybody was calling them back then. Yeah. And they just landed this big account, and they really wanted to send in good people. So I went in, and I had no idea what it was about, just a temporary job, and I thought, I'll check it out. Well, it was hammering the phones, like calling people, 60 to 70 calls a day. Selling, you know, flipping the goods. We yeah. buy 2,500 vacuums. We put them on, you know, the overstock site to consumers. Then we take the other 2,500 and flip them because we just didn't have the traffic back yeah. then. That was my job. And through that job, you know, and many stories in that job, but I just kept selling and winning. And maybe it was because I thought, I'm not going to stay here. I don't like this job. But then something happened. What was that? That's what we want to know. I placed an order. Oh. I placed an order online, and it was a great deal, like some sunglasses. I get them, and it was such a great experience. We take it for granted now, but the day that good deal of like a name brand came in the mail to me, and it was like this secret. Like nobody was shopping online. Nobody knew about it, and Mm -hmm. I felt like I had just walked into something that I knew was going to change the way we shopped. I knew it. It just felt good. I was so excited. Opening it felt like a present. It was just cool. And that's when I thought, this is kind of cool. You know, what What could we do here? This is like shopping. I love shopping. We shop for sport. Yeah. We shop for everything. We shop for everything. And all of a sudden, the game has changed. Something Mm -hmm. that had happened for hundreds of years can be done differently. And I, I got that with my first order. Wow. And at that moment, you just felt like, wow, I can be a part of change. Yeah, we can do this. I need to tell everybody. I need to tell everybody about the great deal I just got and how I got it. I didn't even leave my home. I didn't use any gas. You're right. I was just amazed. (laughs) And it was cheaper than anything I could get in the store. So it really did adjust how it got. It gave me a little passion about what I was doing. And so at that moment, did you go into your company and did you come up with some ideas or did you go to your boss? Like, because I see it right now, it, your eyes are lighting up. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So is that is that the moment that you went into the company and said, look, I, this happened and I think we have something here? It was the moment I started 
planning. So Mm. I did. I started thinking, like, how can we do this better? How can we do what I'm doing better? And I made agendas, and I redid our training, and I would just do that on our time. And then I would go to the boss and say, what do you think about this? Like, what if we did things like this? Or, you know, my best question I asked was to the CEO and said, you know, you have this open-door policy, and we're getting bigger. Maybe I should be your assistant for a minute and start constructing how we should – communicate in the company and that turned into chief of staff and you know those key positions within the organization I always say raise your hand like I just raised my hand because I thought you know that's the piece of daylight that needs change Mm -hmm. and everybody else is busy so maybe it's up to me to go change it oh my gosh I love this stormy you said something that is so powerful raise your hand that is how you move up and that is how you make change right so the the person who stays quiet They don't get fed. They don't change. They don't go for new opportunities. They stay status quo. Stormy Simon raised her hand and said, I want to show you something. Look into this. I want to plan. I want to do agendas. I want to do this. That's exciting. It was so exciting. And I felt, you know, I think it's important to say, like, people are are in environments where they do have to stay quiet Mm -hmm. in order to keep their income. And, you know, we're silly to think that every environment that people work in encourage them everybody to share or share ideas. I happened to had walked in a place where nobody knew what was going to happen next. And it gave me the confidence Mm. because I didn't go to college. I hadn't read any business books. I didn't even know some of the words they were saying. Wow. You know, when you think about that at the time. So I just knew that nobody had done what we were doing and that I had a chance to do it too. And that felt good. So there was a confidence that was given there. Wow. You know, and I so I think it's not always so easy, but you do have to find your strength to raise your hand. Even when nobody's watching, you do the right thing until you can get enough arsenal to go up and go, look at how many things I've done. I'm ready to raise my hand Um, for more because people aren't listening a lot of the time in a workplace. And I mean, with women, I think, you know, it goes without saying. Raise your hand. Yes, raise your hand. And. Uh, given what we've come out of in the last three years with the Me Too movement and the light being shown on how we have had to operate within a workplace, I think that it's just a positive time. We do get to speak now. But I I don't want anyone to feel like they, you know, they have to do something drastic if their environment permits them to stay quiet and work stealth. Yeah. Oh, I doesn't love that. Doesn't mean don't raise your hand. You just doesn't know. No one needs to see you doing it. No just one. Oh. Get your arsenal ready and then step forward. Proud. Let me tell you, Stormy. The callers are ringing so loud because they want to talk to you. Is okay. that right? Yes. Let's go to the callers. <laughs> I mean, there was like nine of them. Oh my yep. gosh. Hello. Hello. Lucy. Hello. Hello. My name is Lucy. I have a question for Stormy. Hi, Lucy. Where are you from? I'm from Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Okay. Hi, Hi Lizzie. Um, my question is, um, Stormy, how did your friendship change when you became famous? Like when you used to be a teenager, you had those friends in your life. Do you still have them and now or yes, not anymore? Yes. My roommate that lives with me in Utah, I've known since I was 15 years old. Oh, and wow. she is my... I don't know what I would do. I get the chills. I'm having the chills thinking about the friends that I've been able to keep throughout my life. And um, we have very different careers, very different paths. And um, she's my best friend. She knows me best. And there's there's a few wow. of them like that. Yeah, they're, 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 they helped raise me. Wow. That's great. Yes. 
throughout all of it. Yeah. And then the new friends that come along too. But those core group of people, I have friends from, you know, we were just talking with them on Facebook. A good friend of mine just got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He grew up the street from me. We used to play kick the can together. And now, you know, here we are 40 years later and we're still friends and um, know when to reach out and stuff. So Storm is amazing. She still has the same friends. (laughs) I love that. I love that about you. Yes. Thank you so much, well, thank caller. Thank you so much. Thanks, thank Lucy. you. Thank Bye-bye. you. We have another caller. I mean, there's okay. like now 15 That's calls. Yeah, it's good. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Good. Good. I'm great. Uh, I'm uh, Greg from Fontana. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. And um, what advice uh, could you give to people looking to start their own business? That's a tough one, and I'll tell you why. Um, even though at Overstock I had these great wins and you know good timing, I was always an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I was always inside mm-hmm. working. So I didn't write a big check that bet on myself. And to this day, mm-hmm. I've done very few, you know, from those three years since I've left, I haven't done a lot where I'm actually setting myself up to really bet the McFarm on it. And I say McFarm because I have a little McFarm. But mm-hmm. what I would say to anyone that's starting is, like, think it through, bet on yourself, and accept failure before, before you start. Because, you know, there's two things that can happen. And what I've seen with entrepreneurs is they'll go down a path, but their first idea is so good that if the environment changes or the scenery changes, they kind of want to get their idea mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And they start spending too much to get that idea done. So maybe just on your original idea – Except that that might change. Like, maybe that doesn't work out. But whatever you're betting on, um, I admire you for doing it. And then take every step, no matter what environment comes in front of you, to get it done. You know, you have an idea. You don't know if that's the idea that gets to the end. But I have seen the stubbornness where it's like, that's the idea. And there's better ideas that may come along. So be flexible and open to it. And um, no one just... Say no and no one to hit the gas because those are crucial moments. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. Do you think also mentally preparing yourself along with your great business plan and idea is also important? Yes. You have to mentally be prepared to be alone. Um, you know, if it's your idea and it's your bank account, mm-hmm. um, it's just you. I do believe that. Yeah. You know, so you Excellent. mentally be prepared to make those decisions. You know, I'm a team player. I think that's why I hesitate with true entrepreneurialism is I love the team. And uh, love the team too. I that's love great. the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the people in collaboration. Yeah. Um, true entrepreneurs can stand alone. And I think that's a really great quality. Mm-hmm. Mentally, you have to be prepared. Excellent. Thank you so much. That helps me. Yeah, Thanks, thank Greg. you for so. calling. Good luck. Good luck. You know, Stormy, you said something. Thank you. Thank you. You said something so powerful. You said accept the failure before it starts because that is a big thing with entrepreneurship. People fail and they they walk away and they they cry and they never want to do it again. But you fail so many. Failure is the lesson. I failed 10 times coming here today. Yeah. I mean, I failed (laughs) in the morning. I had, you know, it's constant, but you... You're taking that on. Every time you walk out on a field, you fail every it. time there are two teams, one will lose. You There will be losers yep. off the field. 
and that's okay. They got to the field. They, they walked got to the on the yes, field. Yes, they played the game. How great is that? The, the fact that you started is just the win. Like, and that's you did the first it. win. Yes. And so, Stormy, that's what I, that's the issue that I have now with a lot of these youngsters, millennials, is that a lot of these schools, they say we all win. We all play. Like, I don't believe we all win. It's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. That's what gives you the strength and the courage to be who you can be. Like you just said, I yes. failed 10 times before I got here, right? <laughs> yes. I, I took the wrong turn. I, I ran I the light. I did, you know. So, but that's the life that it's okay with failure. See, failure is the teaching. Failure is the lesson, and people don't understand that. They think right. failure is, oh, God, I can't do it. Let me stop. Let me... society doesn't treat failure right. Yes. Society shuns failure. Yes. Do we follow on Instagram someone that tried really hard? Yeah, no. No. Exactly. We're following those that made it. That made that, it. And, you know, what we define as made it has a lot of material attached to it, right? Yes, yes, yes. But I agree with you on the millennials and this this idea of raising them where everybody gets a trophy. You know, when those kids lose the game, they walk off feeling like they lost the game. Yeah. You know, they still feel that pain and, you know, whatever the hurt. I know I don't like to lose either. Yeah. But, um, you know, not everybody gets a trophy in life. Not everyone gets a trophy. Not everybody gets a trophy. And that's what I – oh, God. And Stormy, you said something that I want the listeners to hear. You did not go to college. I did not. Listen to that. But she did everything. She worked her ass off. She bust her butt. She pushed down doors. She went to her bosses. She thought of ideas. She came with ideas, plans, budgets, thought processes, marketing. You see what I mean? You put your time, effort, energy, and heart and soul into it. Yes, I did. I really did. And that's what I know you did because I can even (laughs) say they like, even, you know, when someone speaks and their eyes light up and their body, it's like, but tell us like, did anyone along the way while you rose to the top made you feel bad about not going to college? Or did anyone not even care because it's dot com? Both. Both. There was both along the way. Okay. I mean, there were both questions where I might have an idea or the way I presented it. And they'd say, oh, you just don't know better. You know, and but the, the thing was, maybe I didn't know better. Uh-huh. So despite that, I would say, then show me better. Let's do better. And so I always took those moments as... The moment for them to teach me. Oh, I love if that. If I wasn't doing it good enough or there was something I should learn. And luckily for me, I spent a lot of time with folks that went to Harvard and, you know, Stanford. And we had a lot of Ivy League folks come through. McKinsey um, consultants. Yeah. Some of the smartest people out there. Yeah. And I made, you know, another part of my job was spending time with them and learning as much as I could from each conversation. See, I love that. You weren't afraid to learn. Be open to the process. Be open to learning. That's what it is because I always say the moment you die is the moment you stop learning. That would be it. That would be (laughs) it, right? What is your quote that you live by? Um, Sometimes you don't know the next step, but you still have to take it. Oh, say that again to the audience. Sometimes you don't know the next step. But you still have to take it. And and is that, do you take it because of faith? Do you take it because of passion? Do you take it because you have to take the next step? Tell me. You have to. You can't stand still. Like life is moving. The world is spinning. Mm. And if you decide you have no more steps, that would be a scary thing. Like And pushing yourself out of the comfort zone is the other thing. Like you have to. Yeah. You have to step forward. You have to, when you feel tragedy, you can sit and be sad in it and go into a dark hole of depression or... Step out of it. Step you have to out of it. step. You know, take that step, Ooh. even if you don't know. But 
I you know what you're that. not doing. You know, stepping this way. <laughs> take this step. Because my, my quote is, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. That's where your yes, life starts. I agree with at that. At the end of your comfort zone. Because when you're uncomfortable, that's when success happens. That's when, that's when life, that's when your passion shows. That's when life shows. That's when everything comes when you're out of your comfort zone. It starts waking you up. It's like you're uncomfortable. You get yes. a little anxiety. You're like, I might be sweating a little. I might be sweating. Like, but, something's going to happen. But I'm making it happen. I'm yeah. taking that step. I love that you said that. Now, Stormy, I mean, you're just amazing. I have to tell you, powerful women <laughs> who have powered through some amazing stuff is Stormy Simon. Thank you. Who is your mentor or was your mentor? Or do you have a mentor? Um, it would be hard to say one person was my mentor. I learned, I try to learn from everyone I meet. And I would think that everybody has offered me something and knowledge and, you know, whether that's my spirit, my heart, my mind. Um, but people I admire, uh, I admire Erin Brockovich. I admire what she did, what she still does today, fighting to get clean water to Americans, just wow. right here in our country. Yeah. And it's surprising how many don't have them, but this woman has made it her life mission, and she stumbled into this. Wow. And she is phenomenal. Um, Lucy Stoner, who – Stoner. Why would I say that? Cannabis? Okay, <laughs> Lucy Stone is her name. Yes. Um, she's a woman who helped start the women's suffrage. She's this yeah. amazing woman. From years ago, who, you know, the first woman in the state of uh, Massachusetts to get a law degree. Yes. First woman to not take her husband's last name in marriage. Starting the women's suffrage movement. I've, I'm obsessed with Lucy Stone. She did something and nobody knew. And yet she did it anyway. She did it anyway. She was raising her hand without the following on Instagram. Yes. Simply raising your hand because it makes your zip code a better place. And so I love her and her story. I think Oprah, you know, it's an easy answer. However, you know, where Oprah didn't start where Oprah is today. No. She had some trashy shows on and yeah. I watched them, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. And, you know, she transformed. And I love that story. I love what she's done, and I love what she's done with it. Yeah. And that's what makes her so beautiful. She's transformed lives. She, yes. You're right. People always look at the now, but look at 25 years ago, 30 years ago. I mean, she didn't start. I mean, when you hear her story, I always go back to, you know, her being raped and her yes. being, you know, sent to live outside of her parents and her. I mean, it's a lot. And where she is today. Gives me chills. I have Oprah it gives, chills. Right. It, it Oprah gives, Gooseys. Exactly. It gives me chills because... Because people think, oh, now, no, no. She has been through trials and tribulations. She earned everything she has. Everything. Yes. She, Lucy Stone earned every. I mean, these yes. women. Erin Brockovich, you're right. Yeah, she's I've still, admired her. Oh, wow. She's still doing amazing things. Yeah, she's working hard in Flint. You know, she has a community watch, I think is the name of her website, something yep. like that, where she's encouraging people in their zip codes to go in and say, hey, I have... You know, rheumatoid yeah. arthritis. And then connecting this data to find out, oh, my gosh, everyone in your neighborhood has it. Wow. Right? Or somebody, you know, your neighborhood is the ratio of rheumatoid yep. arthritis is out of whack. So is this the water? Is this something else? And so she's aggregating the data, taking it to the tech world, the world of communications, and still fighting to make a huge difference. Wow. That is so amazing. Yes. We now have some more callers, Stormy. <laughs> the phones are really lighting up. And so I'm so inspired by you. Just talking to you. Thank you. Let's go to the caller. Hello. Oh, hi. Um, this is uh, Henrietta. Hi, Henrietta. Where Hi. are you calling from? Hi. 
Hi, uh, New York. Hi. Hi. Um, I, I'm not even sure this is a, a question, really, but I just wanted to, to thank um, Stormy because um, I came across Overstock.com about a few years ago. Um, can I ask a question about it? Of course. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, I came across it and um, I found Dermalogica on there and it was so much cheaper than anywhere else I'd ever gone and I was like oh my god I can't wait to try these products and you know if it wasn't from overstock.com I would never have tried it um, they had such incredible deals and so I just wanted to know um, you know you made me so happy <laughs> um, See, how much involvement great. have you had in making you know these kind of decisions for overstock.com like how how can they make these incredible deals? <laughs> um, a lot of involvement. But I would, here's so Overstock was founded based on Overstock goods. Mm-hmm. You know, there was three players in the oh. market, Amazon, eBay, and we became we were Overstock. And so that's how we began. What happened was we started working with people in furniture and mainstream items and supplementing the inventory that way, but we never stopped getting the good deals. So, Ooh, yes, yeah. Overstock deals, which it sounds like you might have found, is one of those that we still they still have in their inventory. But um, that's how we built it. So there's always, and if I can say one thing, the diamonds are incredible. Really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, ladies, are, go and get the diamonds. I am telling <laughs> you, the, the no name, they don't have names on them, right? They're not named. They're just called, you know, quarter carat solitary diamond ring. Those are the deals. Oh, wow. Because they're... Oh, my gosh. I'm glad. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Great. That's diamonds. good to know about the great, diamonds. Great, great. Yes. Yes. Diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. You can trust them, and um, they're the they're the best deals out there. I, oh, I'm glad yes. you told me that because oh. I I love a diamond. <laughs> Everybody yes. loves Everybody a diamond. Does. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you so well, much. Thank, Thanks, thank Henrietta. you so much for making me so happy. Thank oh, you. Oh my gosh, it's thank made you. my day. I know. So, see, they bye. love you. I love them. I, I mean, you're you're a part of <laughs> this. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, bye bye. You are a part of this. You see, a caller calls about Overstock because they love the product. And this is because of you. I mean, you have How great is that? that? You were a part of change. I mean, that must feel amazing. Ugh. I love it. I love um, hearing that. And I love, you know, at the time, we were putting brick-and-mortar people out of business like crazy. They yeah. were not happy. They did not love yeah. me. They didn't I know like they me didn't at all. <laughs> but that's what change is. Change fluctuates. Yeah. Change. I mean, that's how we evolve to everything that we have now. I mean, yes. one business carries on to another and things happen and it grows. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, this is your legacy. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. So Our that's a cross. So now how did you leave Overstock? This is so important to get into the cannabis world. Oh, now this is like, geez. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now let's get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah. So 15 well, years later, uh-huh, right, at right. Overstock and yep. a lot of good things happened. Mm-hmm. Um, cannabis was becoming legal and yep. I've loved cannabis for quite some time. You know, it has been, uh, I don't go home and have a glass of wine. I'm like a home smoke. Okay. I love and it. So that has been, you know, my choice. And when... Denver went recreationally legal, I started thinking about the prohibition and the history books that have been written on things like this. I started reading about why. It it just made me question all of a sudden when you learn that people are saved from a plant. Yep. And it's miraculous. And they don't have that choice. And it's actually been taken from us. I wondered why. Yes. So I started digging deep, and I went very deep into the matrix of 
what happened. Mm -hmm. And the story was we elected to suppress it based on, you know, the creation of what I I call the creation of the 1% of corporate America where Hearst and Rockefeller had oil and paper and lumber and hemp. You know, they had oil and lumber and hemp threatened those industries. They threatened plastic. It threatened rayon. It threatened the things they were making. It also threatened medicine. Yep. Yes. So they created laws that banned it in order to uh, move themselves forward. Uh, It takes a whole system for that to happen, and our whole system backed it. In the meantime, you know, around 1937 when the Mexicans had moved over Mm -hmm. from their war, we started calling it marijuana and saying that it was just causing mayhem. We come out with reefer madness. All of those things happen, and we create fear. Yes. And along with that, we created a very um, profitable prison system that is built off the backs of minorities in less than, you know, less privileged zip codes. Hello. And we make it the job to keep them there. Yes. And I had my whole entire thought of jumping into cannabis changed because I came in for the money. I came in because I thought, oh, my gosh, this is freedom. I've always felt as a civil right. It is my civil right to have a plant. And I didn't even know about the medicine, and I didn't even realize about the suppression, and I had never looked at the numbers of white versus black in jails and prisons for having marrow. Right, the war on drugs, the war against the citizens on drugs, changed my life. Yeah, changed wow. my life. And since then, I've you know I jumped in. I was so excited. I've learned. Um, I decided to leave Overstock with this. Yep. Um, went on. LinkedIn one day, literally looked at cannabis jobs in Denver. One popped up, apply with profile. I just hit the button. I didn't even think twice about it. Two months later, the phone rings. <laughs> this is so funny. I love it. And they're like, it. hey, we're this group in Denver, and we you know, got your application. And sure enough, I was talking to them. I decided to leave and- my job. And I moved to Denver. I, my last day on the board of Overstock was September 30th. And my first day of the job in Denver was September 8th. Gave me this huge insight into cultivating, agriculture, growing in a warehouse. Um, the dispensaries were medicinal only. Yeah. So which, you learned the ins and outs oh, of the business. Yes, this I did. This sounds like exactly what I did. Yes. And it was the most beneficial thing. And it's changed my life. And I've become an advocate you know, of how dangerous it is for us to allow people to make millions of dollars when people are in prison. And that's a dangerous thing to put. We're out of balance with this. And it's a plant of the people and um, people are suffering because of it. And I I applaud states like Illinois who say January 1st, the the people we've punished. We're going to let them out. And we're going to clear their records. We're going to clear their And they don't have to do one thing for that. They just, they will be done for them. And that's what we owe everyone that we've done this to. I mean, I think it is, you're absolutely right. Here we are, we live in a country where companies are making billions off of medicinal marijuana, but every day a minority is being put into jail for like, Two, two, two or three joints or something the crazy numbers are like staggering. that. The numbers are staggering. And even Jersey, they have a law. 96 people a day are getting locked up and they're fighting for it, too, because how can you say, OK, we're going to make money off of it in the dispensary, but we're locking people up in other states? I mean, it's crazy. Unless we give equal access, which I know is a fine line. This is so complicated. I yes. don't have the answers, but I do have the heart to try to figure it out. Um, how does everyone get to participate, even those that have been punished? And there's also something that goes on with this plant where the punishment far exceeds a crime. 
and you hear of people of in jail course. for 20 years, years for an ounce of, of marijuana I mean, and they haven't crazy. hurt anyone. So it still breaks my heart. And while I joined it for the business, um, I've found myself really passionate about the social justice. Yes. The social oh. justice piece is something that, uh, everyone needs yeah. to raise their hand about and start making sure in their zip code at their yeah. home that people don't get put in jail yes. and their lives stopped and especially kids to where they never get a chance to recover. And that's oh what we've gosh. done an awful lot of. Stormy, I would love to partner with you with I this thought- movie because this is so passionate to me because when they get caught with a gram or an ounce or something, I mean, their lives are done. They don't go to college. They can't get a job. They come out and they're in the system yes. and they are caught up in the system. But then you have uh, Caucasian America making billions off of it. That's right. I mean, it's really, really sad. I I am so for decriminalization. I'm for expungement programs. I'm for the social justice. And I'm for Illinois doing that in every state to follow. Me too. And it has to happen. We have to keep fighting. You know, this movement has happened. Legalization has happened because of the people. Yes. This was not the government going, hey, we'd like to help you more. No. This was the people saying people are sick and we're tired of it. We want the choice. Yep. Mothers are moving. They uproot their children and move to a new state. Yes. So they they can give their children plant medicine to stay alive, to stay alive for a fighting chance. For and the fact chance. that we have folks and maybe we don't have all the science, but I don't need the science to hear miracle stories like miracle yours. stories is like enough. me. Right. Exactly. It's enough for me. And it has to be enough for everyone. Stormy, I fought like crazy to start taking cannabis. It was my life, right? I yes. fought doctors. I fought the bureaucracy because I wanted to live. So this is this is about really helping us live. And if you want recreation, you can do it too. But right. like I said, no one's ever died from marijuana. Yeah, and you know, recreation is we use that word because, and I I use that word. We now trying to call it adult use. I still think every recreational user uses it for a medicinal benefit. Yeah, I the do plant too. has proven it, right? It this is construction proven it. of it. To help it. you yes. sleep, to help you calm whatever. anxiety. I mean, whatever you want. Stormy, I swear we don't have enough time. Oh my I gosh, mean, ever. I know. We. This is one last question that okay. I want the listeners to know. What is this 5,000 Club? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So I started the 5,000 Club. Uh huh. Kind of went away. I had a couple of friends that did it. But the 5,000 the 5, Club, I would still throw it out there to your listeners today. I am looking for that female that has the idea that's not, I'm going to go build a billion-dollar business, but I'm going to support my family because I love it. And maybe that's making a T-shirt. But the idea of thinking you have to have a million dollars or you have to have $20,000 or 50000 yeah. or 100000 like break it down to where you can start, which is small steps. And it's, you know, if you've got something you've started doing and you think, wow, $5,000 would make me do this better. I'd partner with you and give the 5000 and we'd do it together. Oh, I because love that. Because that's where it starts. You know, what I realized coming out of Overstock is such a big business and mm-hmm. all the big business. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to start this. And it's like, oh, geez, that's hard. Yeah. And it, it was so much, it started so much more basic. Yeah. That the, you know, I just kind of went, if everybody, like, what if you just want to. Start something small. Right. Like, what if you just want to sell your art on the weekends? And you just, you have a full-time job, so you just need that little boost to start. That's all you need. To start your little website, to start selling your jewelry that way, 
just a little bit to start to get your logo, to get a website for $500, to understand SEO, get some pictures taken. And that, that could be the difference in your dream. I'm with you. I would, I would, I would, I would say I'm in to help someone too. Doesn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. it's amazing. And it's because small- we all think you have to be this millionaire. Well, I don't have a million dollars to start an overstock. No, it starts small. It starts with a dream. It starts with intention, being focused, a plan, and doing it, taking action. Yes. Right? Overstock, overstock didn't start out this billion-dollar company. Amazon started in the garage. Microsoft right. started in the garage. Apple started in the garage. These companies don't start on top. Yeah. They start in the garage. And, and then measuring yourself against people. People, right, yep. like we talked about the Instagram followers, and have you met? You have so many ways to measure yourself against people. I love that, and you know you should stop that when you think of what you're going to do because yeah. you know it starts right just with you. With you, stop mm-hmm. looking at other people. And I always say, social media was the best thing that has happened to us, and the worst. Because we constantly compare. We constantly look. We constantly say, well, they have that. And most of the time they're lying, Stormy. And the the fear, like you see your friends and you're like, oh, my friends are together. I remember feeling that when it first started. I didn't join until 2014. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, well, because, maybe 13. well, because you were making it happen, right? So it doesn't matter. You were doing great things, Stormy, and I really thank you for coming on the show. I have loved being with you. Oh, you're so inspirational. You're motivational. I mean, this woman, and I love it because what you've shown us that, yes, we love college, but college is not for everyone. University is not for everyone. That's right. You have to have the passion. You have to have the love and the drive, and you have it all. And more. Yes, you do. Thank you, Stormy Simon. How can we find you? Um, I'm Stormy Simon on every handle that I have. (laughs) I I love that. Stormy Simon. I'm easy to find. And how did your mom, I just have to come up with, I love that name, Stormy. I mean, Simon is your last name, but Stormy. Stormy, my dad named me. We had four children in the family. I was the baby. He said, I'm naming this one no matter what. He had read a book where a character's name was Stormy. My mom pushed back and fought, and for seven days they stayed in the hospital without the birth certificate. And then my mom oh my was God. ready to go home. Oh my <laughs> so gosh, you have a great story. Yeah. She has a great story from start to, to now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you can catch her, Stormy Simon, on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Twitter, LinkedIn. everywhere. LinkedIn, everywhere. I love it. And thank you for joining Buckle Up with Bershawn. You can catch me on Instagram at Bershawn Shaw, B E R S H A N S H A W on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and my website, www.bershawn.com. Thanks for joining. I'm going to all of them. Yes, I love it. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this hour was brought to you by Roundtable Wellness. Yeah.